0: Welcome to the Talk the Line Podcast, presented to you by Talk the Line Sports Media Good afternoon, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, fans of the NFL Shield, San Francisco 49ers fans, NFL football bettors, fantasy football players, anybody I might have left out, FAR and 1 welcome in to episode number 115 of the Talking the line podcast and as always thank you so much for taking a few moments out of your day to come and kick it with the crew on this beautiful september 1st 2021 that's right 2021's already flying by rip another page off the calendar we're ready to go first things first huge shout out to d l03 my man the myth the legend david goins he is uh the producer and the writer and the artist for the uh, song you heard on today's countdown i've been going through changes you better believe it baby we'll put the uh link in the uh, episode's description so you can find it there he actually just released a new song called let's be honest go check that out too but for now before we talk everything San Francisco 49ers and have our usual banter and everything in between, please take a few moments to smash, smash that subscribe button on whatever platform you are currently ingesting the Talking Line podcast on. If you are watching on YouTube, hit that notification bell as well so you never miss the start of any live show or Wise Words dropping next Wednesday, September the 8th. But if you are listening on your favorite podcast directory, make sure you hit it there as well as we do release the audio after every live show is over. Next item up on the docket, if you could be so kind, you can find it in your heart. You got a couple extra seconds to do so. Hit that like button. Leave us a comment. Leave us a rating. Hop on in the live chat on, on over yonder if you are watching live. We can't tell you how much we appreciate it when you do, and it only helps us make TTL Sports Media bigger and better for each and every one of you. Last, but certainly not least, head on over to this episode's description where you will locate the Talk in the Line link tree. Within the link tree, you'll find the Talkintheline.com website, all of the TTL crew's social platforms, and our additional content, so you can consume that all, however and whenever you please. Mike, check, 1212. Ladies and gentlemen, beautiful people joining us on today's show. I am your humble host and sometimes producer, Colton. Cole 45 soroka once again thank you so much for choosing to stop by the talking the line podcast today got some good vibes flowing courtesy of my man david goins here this morning My partner showed up at the TTL Production Studios just beaming. We have college football on tap tonight. We have a huge slate coming tomorrow. And then we have a huge slate coming this weekend. As a reminder, we got a CFB special show on Friday. But let me bring in that aforementioned partner so we can talk a little nonsense before we get into the 49ers. Ladies and gentlemen, the Cheesehead himself, the man, the myth, the degenerate gambling legend, and every day that ends in Y... Mr. Riley, R-Max, Magnuson. Barner, how you doing over there today, pal?
1: My man, as always, I am damn good. You know, for the people that can see us on YouTube, I love doing the uh, smash the subscribe button, but sometimes I get a little carried away, and I basically just punched the table today. So, might be nursing my knuckles for a few uh, few minutes here. But hey, man, hey. I've got no complaints other than that. I'm not even complaining about that, because uh, it's a nice little adrenaline rush. Gets me a nice little, uh, nice little, uh... I don't know, a little pain. Don't know little, where uh, you're going. I don't know where I'm going either, but I got to stop punching the table is kind of what I'm trying to tell myself without telling myself explicitly
0: here. Hey, well, if you need any <laughs> ice, you just let me know. I'll, I'll be exit right. stage left and help For you sure. out. No problem at all. But uh, yeah, we got a loaded day, loaded uh, show on tap here. Um, yes, as a reminder, just said it. Make sure if you uh, are ready to start cashing some tickets again on the daily show with us, we will be having a regular CFB special show yes, on Friday. So make sure you tune into that bad boy. Also mentioned wise words we'll talk a little bit more about that at the end of the show but our new latest show interview based show with some of the greatest minds in the sports gambling community we will bring in you the first episode on wednesday september the 8th and then every wednesday after that so we cannot wait to bring that to you guys and uh, really share some of the awesome connections that we've already made early in our journey here Outside of that, uh, we got early slate of MLB today. Yes, we sir. Uh, have already put in some picks, uh, not only for that, but also for the Jacksonville State and UAB game tonight. I am high as hell. Well. Usually, you know, uh, on Jacksonville State (laughs) University, I love the plus 16 and a half. And uh, I got a little half unit sprinkle on that money line. Saw some projections in a couple of places that uh, raised some red flags for me. And I said, you know what? I'm going to go right on ahead. So make sure you check out all of our best bets of the day. If you have the Action Network app. I'm at cash underscore with underscore colt. R mags is at R mags, and then obviously that's pretty uh, hard to remember. And then once we get back to the uh, daily show, cash and tickets. All we will have our best bets at talking the line on the action network. But as always, if you don't have the app, uh, you can just go to talkingtheline.com, hit the today's best bets tab. You'll see everything there, as well as the live lines and odds for each daily slate. You can toggle between which sports you like as well. We have been uh, spinning the wheels here just a little bit. We've had some good days. We've had some bad days, right about 50, 52% for the MLB season so far. But ladies and gentlemen, one thing I can promise you is that if you choose to come around to the Talking The Line podcast once we get back to business as usual on September the 9th and then on and so forth, and you get ready to cash gridiron tickets like you never have before, I can promise you. That by week two, you will be wanting to name both of your first children, Colton and Riley Magnuson. Magnuson being his middle name. I'm telling you what, it is going to be a hell of a season. (laughs) Hell of a middle name. It is going to be a hell of a ticket cashing fest. We cannot wait to get back to it. We obviously have been preparing for the last, fuck, 26 days now. At this point, we've been doing NFL special editions. We are... Not getting tired of them, we are getting more and more excited as we go through them. So we have a huge episode coming at you guys here today. We'll save all the banter, all the drama, all the nonsense for a little bit later on in the show, of course, as always, so stick around if you want a little bit more action, some more uh, important updates and announcements, everything we got there. But for now, cut it all. Let's get into episode number 115, the 26th NFL special edition of the Talking The Line podcast with today's team of the day, my friends. The San Francisco 49ers, the Bay Bombers, the Gold Rush Crew, the Niners, whatever you want to call them, I don't care. But I got some question marks, as always. Now, partner, I am very, very interested to hear where you lie on a lot of these uh, positions. We haven't really talked about this much outside of the pod yet, so I'm really excited to hear where you lie with the uh, 49ers. You kind of know where I'm at. I'm on the fence. I I have some concerns, but also at the same time, I really like Shanahan, I really like this coaching staff, and I think they can do some things. So we obviously have plenty to talk about. We'll have the usual four segments. We got the full team breakdown. We got the full schedule analysis where we'll give you the 2021 record predictions uh, from the both of us. And then we'll get into the full season betting preview, break it down week by week, spreads, game totals, their season win total, future plays, all that jazz. And then we will dive in to start, stash, or pass the fourth and final segment of the day, our best fantasy advice. But for now, let's get right on after it. First segment of the day on tap with the full team breakdown. All right, my friends, let's get after it hot and heavy. We'll start things offensively and kick things over to the defensive side of the ball. As always, we will start off with key losses and additions, talk some 2020 numbers, Mm -hmm. give you our overall outlook, and then courtesy of our guys over at Sharp Football Analysis, SFA, uh, we'll give you some key rankings as well. So let's get right on into it here. First things first, key losses on the (laughs) offensive side of the ball. Handful of guys here, 12 guys in total, the 49ers sent packing into, uh, 2021. However, a lot of them are not guys that you're really going to be all too concerned about. CJ bethard quarterback, he went and joined the Jags. Actually, had a few uh, flashes there in the preseason. Mm-hmm. We were able to write home about Nick Mullins. They also sent him down the road, so now looks like they're going to depend on Garoppolo and Trey Lance. Sent a few running backs down the road as well: Jerick McKinnon and Tevin Coleman. The uh, legend, Jordan Reed, Uh, couldn't remember the last time he had a healthy season. Now he has officially retired from the NFL after just multiple seasons battling injury, maybe playing only one or two games. Kendrick Bourne, wide receiver, obviously talked about him uh, a few episodes ago. Uh, Wide receiver there. Matt Cole, Trent Taylor, and Chris Thompson, all also wide receivers they let go. Obviously no big names to write home about there outside of Kendrick Bourne. And then a few centers. They actually let go three centers, so uh, depending on uh, an acquisition, that my partner will tell you about here in just a minute, but they let go Ben Garland, Ronis Grasso, and Tony Bergstrom. But I do believe they backfilled that center position just nicely. Mm-hmm. So if you could be so kind to indulge this partner with the key additions offensively for these 49ers going into 2021.
1: Alrighty, so most notably in free agency here, as you mentioned Mr. Uh, Partner here, I don't know why I called you Mr. Mr. Partner, partner but Center Alex Mack. Center Alex Mack is going to get the start at that center position, and it's going to be a big addition here, a very important addition for this offensive line. Aside from that, the only really notable free agency or trade acquisition was Mohamed Sanu, wide receiver. Obviously, it hasn't been uh, a name that everyone is cheering from the mountain tops when he's on your team but you know a guy that can uh, be serviceable in some spots nonetheless we'll see what happens this year that about does it for free agency and trades at least notably here out of the draft however obviously first overall pick for them out of the first round QB Trey Lance North Dakota State got a little chip in his finger don't know if that would have uh you know left him out of the starting role one way or another but Either way, he's starting off the bench this year. Second round offensive guard could be getting the start as well. Aaron Banks out of Notre Dame. Going to be another very important piece here. Rookie on that offensive line. Third round, they pick up running back Trey Sermon out of Ohio State. Very likely that we see him in some situations this year, and we'll talk about that in a minute here. OH. And then, yeah, I-O, sorry. And then... Uh, <laughs> Keep you <on> your toes. <laughs> Got me on Let's my toes.
0: Goes. How we doing it today, baby? And then
1: fifth and sixth <laughs> rounds, a couple more guys, but not... Any guys that we're probably going to see too much of this year, Jalen Moore, offensive guard out of Western Michigan. Nice depth add there. And then sixth round running back Elijah Mitchell Another depth add. So obviously those first couple of guys are going to be very important, whether that's this year or in the future of this 49ers franchise. But mm-hmm. I think they did a pretty decent job of some of these additions in the offseason here, partner, at least offensively.
0: I agree with you, good sir. And uh, glad you uh, spent a little bit of time there on Alex Mack. That is the aforementioned center that uh, mm-hmm. wanted uh, to spend a little time on. We'll uh, talk about him once we get into the offensive line. But big add there for them. He definitely has that veteran presence. Right. And then, uh, so does Muhammad Sanu in the, sure. uh, in the wide receiver room. He has that veteran presence there showed uh some flashes in the preseason had a touchdown had a couple of big catches you know maybe we see something from him a uh, little Garoppolo and uh Sanu connection little little Lance Sanu connection who knows what we see we'll but- see Let's talk about some 2020 stats before we dive deep into 2021. The 49ers averaged 5.7 yards per play offensively last year. They rushed the ball 41.78% of the time and passed the ball 58.22% of the time. Completion percentage across the board 65.09%. Third down conversion rate was at a 39.09 clip. And in the red zone, they converted at a 67.27 clip. So, not too bad in the red zone. I think that remains pretty much the same uh, they they Brought in most of the similar pieces in the wide receiver room. And then I definitely think uh, Trey Sermon, and uh, then at the end of the day, if it does end up officially being Raheem Mostert, if he can stay healthy, I think those guys will take care of business in the red zone sure. as well. Uh, third down, obviously, we want to see that tick up a lot. 35 and a half is no good for any yeah. NFL team. Uh, I think that was just a lot of the injuries that plagued them, a lot of the early down rushing issues we talked about with a lot of other teams. I think Shanahan returns to form, and we'll definitely talk about him more once we get into the uh, coaching breakdown as well but for 2021 starting with the offensive line uh projected week one starters you have mike mclinchney uh aaron banks alex mack lakin tomlinson and trent williams so Solid based off of names, but in my opinion, I don't know how great and cohesive they will be this season and how well they can protect Garoppolo and how, how well they can open up this running game for the aforementioned Raheem Mostert and it looks like RB2 Trey Sermon. Now, Trey Sermon, I am a huge fan sure. of. Loved him at Ohio State. And uh, then before, I do believe it was at Georgia. I sound stupid for saying that. Either way, no <laughs> no reason uh, either way. Um... The one problem with him, though, is that he is excellent in the open field. Mm-hmm. He is very elusive. However, if he is contacted at or behind the line of scrimmage, it is no good at all. So that's why I'm a little concerned about this offensive line and potentially generating any help here for the running game. Then you have the uh, wide receivers, uh, Brandon Ayuk, Mohamed Sanu in the slot we already talked about, and then Debo Samuel. So Ayuk and Samuel coming back. Both those guys had decent years, but again, they battled some injuries, so they're going to have to come back here strong in 21. The great George Kittle Mm -hmm. finally saw him deal with some injuries last year, which was really surprising, but uh, he's back and in action. And then uh, some of the remaining guys, Kyle Juszczyk looks to be uh, backing up, you know, that hybrid fullback running back role as always. Uh, Richie James is uh, wide receiver three, looks like it's going to be. And then uh, outside of that, we already talked about Trey Lance and then uh, Trey Sermon as well. So, I mean, offensively, they have some great names. They have some great pieces. I think that they can have some success, but I do believe that it's going to hinge around all on this offensive line. And they brought in some big names. Their offensive line is right around the middle of the pack as far as spending, so they're not losing a ton of cash right. right now based off of that but this offensive line really has to produce in order for Garoppolo to stay healthy, sure. to continue to produce for this receiving game to produce and for the running game to produce. It's kind of where I'm at overall. That would be the biggest question mark offensively is what do we see from the offensive line? For okay. me. As far as you partner, what are you thinking about 21 for you do? I'm going to step off stage, exit left for a second, click on the old air. Oh in yeah. Production Give studios. us some air here.
1: So I am very uh, similar thoughts on this offensive view of as you, I think uh, on Every positional group, I think health, once again, is going to be the biggest factor, obviously because they're dealing with issues from last year, but also because of the depth, once again, is not quite there. And, uh, you know, obviously quarterback, there's more depth now. So if you bring Trey Lance in, we have to think that that's going to be a much better... Uh, filling of the Jimmy Garoppolo hole than CJ Beathard and Nate Mullins were or Nick Mullins were last year so obviously that's the bigger depth addition there but even wide receiver if anything happens to any of these top of the line guys again the depth that receiver is not quite there the offensive line depth I'm concerned about I do like as the season goes on if these guys stay healthy I think that offensive line should be pretty damn solid and same with what Raheem Mostert. That was a really crowded backfield last year, but when he got the bulk of the carries, he looked pretty solid. So now you get Jarek McKinnon and Tevin Coleman on out of there, and I think that's going to be pretty beneficial, obviously for many fantasy owners that we'll talk about later, but just to get him in a better rhythm on a day-to-day, week-to-week basis for Mostert, I think is going to be huge for him. But As you have concerns on this offense, I do as as well a little bit, but I still have some optimism here, but it's going
0: to really fall on that quarterback position if you ask me here. All right. So Mags is going with the quarterback, some question marks there, and I'm going with a little bit more of the offensive line. So now you know our opinions, Mm -hmm. what we're kind of thinking about. Uh, Let me give you the key rankings here, courtesy of our guys over at SFA. The quarterback room comes in ranked as the 18th unit in the league. Obviously a little bit worse than uh, right around the middle of the pack. with the unproven uh, sustainability and durability of Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that is very, very worthy. And then obviously Trey Sermon it's North Dakota State University at the end of the day, my friends. They only played one one year. Uh, that That is a very worthy worthy uh, rating, but I do believe that they can improve upon that very, very severely. Offensive line, they like them a lot. 12th unit in the league, so obviously the names, the ability that they have can definitely produce, but they're going to have to all put it together at one time. Running back room, 19th in the league. Obviously a little bit of question marks there with Trey Sermon, and then is Raheem Mostert really that bona fide running back one? I'm not too sold on that, but as my partner said, a little bit crowded last year. Maybe we see him break out here in 2021. And then as far as the receivers go, eighth-ranked unit in the league might seem a little bit like, what the hell are those guys right. thinking? Eighth in the league. you got to remember George Kittle accounts for sure. 75% of their reception. So. But not to
1: mention, I didn't mention it, a lot of people are really high on IU breaking out this next year here. I've i seen a lot of people, he's kind of one of the sleepers that you might say sleepers as far as going to be a breakout wide receiver, but the people who are are in that camp are through the roof. Like this guy is going to be an absolute stud, so I'm kind of buying into that a little bit. I don't know if he's going to be. I saw someone comparing to being like breaking out into one of the top five wide receivers. I'm not going that high by any means, but I think it could be a bona fide number one receiver here in San Francisco.
0: All right. Well, I. I don't know why I would necessarily put that. He did show flashes last mm-hmm. year that there were some definite opportunity. And when there were uh, guys that all went down due to injury last year, he definitely stepped sure. up and made the place. So, Definitely worth uh, thinking about there. We'll talk about that a little bit more in depth once we get to fantasy, and then obviously we always talk more in depth as we get through the segments here. So let's flip the script on over to the defensive side of the ball right quick. Uh, Key losses, partner, kick it off here defensively for
1: us. All righty, so a couple names that you're obviously going to know, and then a few that were some nice depth pieces here. Akella Witherspoon, cornerback, played 11 games for this team last year. Kerry Hyder played 16 games off the edge. This is a bigger depth loss. But with Nick Bosa coming back, that should fill that hole. He actually had eight and a half sacks last year. So you might say, hey, what the hell? That's a big loss. Well, now with Nick Bosa filling that role, Hyder picked up that role of Nick Bosa. So that's where those extra workload picked up there. Solomon Thomas played only two games last year, but he was a former number three overall pick back in 2017. You might say that he's been a bust ever since. Uh, Deion Jordan off the edge played only one year, but he played 13 games for him last year. Ronald Blair off the edge, another nine games, and then of course Richard Sherman only played five last year, but t's and p's, keys, yeah, t's and p's, but also a key piece of that 2019 defense that was so damn solid. So that's obviously one of their bigger losses, but you know I think they've still got plenty of pieces here and a couple guys coming off injury that should be uh, enough to fill these holes from last year.
0: Most definitely, and not to spend too much time on that, but definitely T's and P's of Richard yeah, Sherman. Most uh, definitely. The NFL is a much better league with you in it, my sure. friend. So, uh, good luck to you. Outside of that, uh, yeah, some uh, definite few names that are sure. going to be noteworthy there. But they did bring in a few guys that I think will be just fine in backfilling. They brought in Samson Abukam, edge rusher Zach Kerr, interior defensive lineman, and then. Two other interior defensive linemen, Arden Key and then Maurice Hurst. Obviously, you've heard the name Arden Key. He's had a pretty successful NFL Mm -hmm. career, so I think he continues that uh, here in San Francisco. And then they also added Tavon Wilson, uh, safety um, as well. And then out of the draft, they got three guys. They didn't go very defensive heavy. They actually kept a lot of the guys that they've had around because they have mm-hmm. been dominant for the last few years since, uh, Shanahan has been around. Ambry Thomas, defensive back out of Michigan Dio Mador, Lenor defensive back out of Oregon. Hope I did not butcher that. And then Tyler Noah, safety out of USC. Woo, look at this. So guy. look at this guy today. <laughs> you know, me and my pronunciations, baby, never skipping a beat before we dive into, uh, the overall outlook here for 2021 uh, with some of those guys that uh, will definitely be plug plug and play and making a uh, immediate impact. Let's look at 2020 here real quick on defense. The 49ers allowed opponents to average right at five yards per play uh, across the board. Completion percent for opponents was at 30 or, the old dyslexia is acting up this morning opponent third down conversion was at 35.50% so very solid there and then not too bad in the red zone opponents converted at a 57.78 clip so definitely a little bit of improvement could be seen there but uh, I think it stays right around the same typically when you have a, a not a great number, but not a uh, terrible number. It's, it typically stays right around mediocre right. in the red zone. So that all being said, let's take a look at the projected starters here for 2021, give you some opinions, and then we'll dive into the coaching staff and keep this show moving. Mm-hmm. As far as the defensive line goes, going to look really similar to uh, last year and what we have uh, come to know as the uh, Bay Bombers defense so far. But they are adding uh, that aforementioned Samson Abukum on the uh, right side, so he should be a very dominant piece. Javon Kinlaw didn't really pan out as of yet, but I think that he is going to be pretty dominant in 2021. Eric Armstead, and then also Nick Bosa. So all of those guys on the D-line, I have no questions about in my mind. Rounding out the front seven, I have no questions there either. Dre Greenlaw and Fred Warner. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to ever attempt to line up across from those guys 40 nope. to 60 times a day. No, nope. thanks. I'm good. Uh, and then for the secondary, uh solid secondary as well, honestly, Emmanuel Mosley, Kawan Williams, Jason Verrett, Jaquisky Tart, and then also Jimmy Ward. Mm-hmm. So a lot of J's in there. Yes, uh, that'll confuse the uh, opponent offense, not really knowing what J <laughs> is going to be moving, where at what Big time. Factor. So uh, I absolutely love that. But in all seriousness, I think we see another very solid year out of this defense. I'm not concerned about that at all. The only real thing I already talked about in the offense is where my concern is. I think that this front seven, definitely, if they can improve anywhere, I would say maybe a little bit in coverage, but sure. outside of that, I I have no complaints. I have no complaints in this secondary, and I think they have another dominant 2021, especially with, we'll talk about them here in a minute. Defensive coordinator D'Amico Ryan sure. my guy coming in. So I can't wait to see that. But partner, what are you thinking for uh twenty twenty one Niners defense?
1: Yeah, man, I have nothing bad to say. Once again, like yesterday, to nitpick anything on this defense, kinda like you did without saying it is the secondary, but with Nick Bosa back in this front seven. Returning to... I mean, they weren't bad by any means last year. They were still damn good. But returning to that dominant form that we saw two years ago, Mm. I don't think it's going to matter too much how this... uh, Obviously, it matters, but you know what I'm trying to say. The secondary is not going to have to shoulder as much load if the uh, quarterbacks are being pressured on a a snap-to-snap basis like they were two years ago. So if I had to nitpick, it's going to be the secondary, but I don't think it's going to matter. This defense is damn good, and I think we see... Maybe not quite what we saw in 2019, but maybe 90% of what we saw two years ago. Which is still
0: damn good. well i can definitely buy into that opinion for sure let's uh wrap up the defensive side of the ball with the key rankings courtesy of the guys over at sfa once again front seven comes in ranked as the third unit in the league and the secondary comes in ranked as the 13th unit in the league so uh much like both me and mags a little bit of uh concerns there in uh, some coverage situations with the safeties but i definitely think that they can stay right around 13th or even improve upon that Let's wrap up the entire team breakdown with the coaching staff. You got Kyle Shanahan coming in now for his fifth official season. Mm-hmm. Uh, you also have now new offensive coordinator, Mike McDaniels and then new o- defensive coordinator, the aforementioned D'Amico Ryans. Excited to see what the new OCDC combination can do. Obviously we know what we're going to get out of Kyle Shanahan. Sure. Or do we? Um, I mean, he's kind of spun the wheels here the last few years. He's, been good in certain spots he's obviously the beautiful offensive mind that whole term that's been thrown around the nfl for now the last three years since the mcveigh and the shanahan tree are now just starting to blossom through all 32 teams I i love him i think he's gonna have a great season Postseason football is so much better when the 49ers are slashing and dashing. The Green Bay Packers, I always love that. So um, that all being said, you've uh, had your opportunities to get your subtle jabs in. I had one in here fair every enough. once in a while. Uh, so that uh, that all being said, I'm high on this coaching staff. Yeah. I think that uh, with these pizza, pieces, they have a very solid opportunity to get to the playoffs. But we'll have to talk about that win total. I'm a little concerned sure. about the
1: 10.5. Yeah, I mean, you mentioned the concerns about Shanahan and spinning the wheels at certain points, and it's not uh, its not any uh, misinformation, it's true. But I really do kind of attribute that to whoever is healthy or whoever is at quarterback. And last year, obviously, whether it was Garoppolo not healthy or Bethard or Mullins, Whenever he's got a bad quarterback, those bad quarterbacks just do not fit well into his offense. So a healthy, competent quarterback, I've got some high hopes for him. And I think we see it this year for the most part here.
0: I do believe you are correct, my friend. And quick, den na na dan and We talked about Irv Smith uh, last week. He has now officially gone uh, under surgery for a torn meniscus. He will be out four to five months, it looks like, so might potentially miss the entire 2021 season. They did trade for uh, Chris Herndon last night, though. Oh, so they did pick up Chris Herndon as well. So there's another uh, little bit of breaking news for you. That is per the old legendary Shefty. At Adam Schefter on Twitter. Let's keep this moving right along. Time to get into the uh, full schedule breakdown. Now you sons of guns know everything about the offense, defense, and coaching staff for the 49ers. Anybody's got some trivia questions for you, you got nothing but question answers in the back of your pockets. Let's continue to fill those pockets with a little bit of a schedule break breakdown now we will save week by week breakdown as i said in the earlier in the show for the betting preview we will just give you our record predictions here for their division games eight main non-divisional games and then the three remaining we got 17 games this year boys and girls let's go only eight days remain holy shit all right that all being said first things first everybody's got to know when the bye week is so i'll tell you the bye week is in week six they do play the Indianapolis Colts on Sunday Night Football coming out of that bye week with a seven-day rest advantage. Mm. That all being said, let's get you some predictions here, what we think is going to come from the 49ers. Obviously, if you pay attention to the NS- NFL sphere at all, right. or if you pay attention to NFL gambling at all, everybody and their dogs is so high on the 49ers this year and a huge rebound year and a playoff run, and Shanahan might be lifting the Lombardi. That's what everybody's talking about this year. I don't know if I'm buying it because when everybody and their dogs are doing that and the books are in agreement, it throws a lot of red flags and sirens up in my mind. I just don't trust it too much. But let's get into it. NFC West, main division, six games. Cardinals, I do believe. uh, Coming out of last season, they uh, split with the Cardinals. I envision something quite similar. Um, this Cardinals, this Cardinals defense is, is I think it's going to surprise some people. I get I a little so. bit higher on it day by day. And I'm, a, I'm, I've been fluctuating on them so much. I, I have too. <laughs> and as I, I was kind of looking into the Cardinals a little bit more again, uh, cause they were first team we covered sure. for crying out loud. And I think that they get the win in Arizona before the bye week, because we'll talk about it in the betting preview. But this morning I was researching, looking for some different numbers and shit, and we totally forgot that they played those two neutral site games in Arizona because of the San Francisco fires or the California fires last year. I was so confused at numbers. Like I was beating my head against the wall. (laughs) I was like, Mags, what am I missing, dude? Like, what?" And we finally figured it out. So there'll be some key numbers in regards to that. So those were played in Arizona Mm -hmm. haven't had much luck in Arizona I'll give the Cardinals the week five win and then I'll I'll give the 49ers the week nine win however the 49ers are in a three game rest disadvantage so they're gonna have to play tight in week nine to get that split but I will give it to them then as far as the Rams go that is always another tight game I mean this 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 division this year is absolutely stacked they Mm -hmm. got both last year i do not see mcveigh doing that you know mcveigh and shanahan on their houseboats this summer shanahan was talking all types of bullshit and mcveigh said okay motherfucker just wait till 2021 we'll see you on the damn gridiron so i think that the rams shocked the world on monday night football i i just i truly there's something in my head that thinks they do it but as a smart person, I'm going to say the San Francisco 49ers get that win at home okay. on Monday Night Football, and the game in Week 18 is going to matter so much for the both of those teams uh-huh. and McV- McVay's playoff chances. I will give that one to the Rams. So once again, split between those two, and then I will give them yet, man, oh man, I'll say yet another split. Um, with the Seahawks, okay. I do believe, uh, last year with the Seahawks, they did split with them as well. Uh, let me make sure I'm not talking out of my ass there. Where's the other Seattle game? They lost to both. Actually, they yeah. lost them in yeah, both. They both. Okay. them
1: Both, but it was Mullins and then Beathard. So that two is different true. Qubies. Okay.
0: I, I was just going right by. All right. So yeah, I'm going to give them another split there. Okay. Um, I, I think just with, uh, they got the formula. That's the one team that has the formula out of anybody. Uh, it seems pretty consistently. So not off to a hot start here, 49ers fans or 49er potential betters. Uh, three and three out of the AFC West. Okay. NFC
1: West. NFC West. Yeah, I am actually going right there with you, my man. I we did not talk about this at all, but I've nope. got a clean split across the board as well. Uh, that I could see them. It's going to fluctuate. I am so excited to watch not just the 49ers games with all of these teams, but every single divisional game. It doesn't matter the matchup I am so excited for. I'm going to say the only thing I'll flip on is I'll say the road team will win in those Rams game. The Rams will come into San Francisco on Monday night and get that win. And then in week 18, I just have been conditioned that Matt Stafford can't really win the big game in week, uh, well, it's been week 17. I think 17. you've been conditioned that the 49ers whoop your team's ass. In well, I the Packers. Well, the point I'm making is that Matt Stafford has not proven that he can win a game the last few weeks of the season when it's the biggest time, and maybe that's just because it's been against Aaron Rodgers half the time. I don't know, but... One way or another, I'm saying a split doot, here doot. with all these teams, so I, uh, I I, can't wait for all of these games, man. Uh, yeah,
0: these, uh, the NFC West games are going to be absolutely electric. I could see damn near every single one of them ending 35-30, 35-33. 30, yeah. Maybe a couple Nets, grindy same. ones with the Niners here. Yeah. yeah, Niners and Rams, that defensive kind of yeah. game, who knows, but excited. we're both 3-3 three and three <laughs> NFC West. <laughs> we're obviously getting more windy because we're getting more yeah. excited here, kids, but uh, first group of four out of their eight main non-divisional AFC South. I'll give them the easy win over the Texans. Sure. Easy win over the Jags. Sure. I was starting to get high on the Jags, and that offense looks way too damn vanilla under Daryl Bevel. I think, once again, Bevel Bevel's going to stick to the trend that they'll be a good first-quarter team to mm-hmm. bet on, and then from the second to the end of the game, fade the hell out of the Jaguars. Right. So I'll give them the win there. The Titans is going to be an interesting game. I definitely give the defensive edge to the 49ers. Now it's going to obviously be very interesting that games in week 16 Mm -hmm. in Tennessee, who the hell is the quarterback? Who's healthy? Who's out? It seems like we've seen nothing but injuries for the last five seasons all across the board for the 49ers. And now it's starting to affect their superstars, i.e. George Kittle. Sure. So I hope that doesn't happen. But the Week 16 Thursday Night Football matchup is going to be very, very, very critical. And I think I could see it going to the Titans, but I will give it to the 49ers. And then as far as the Colts game goes, that game I'll give them as well. Um, I will give them the win over the Colts. That is the aforementioned one out of their bye week, 7-day rest advantage on Sunday Night Football. So I'll do that. I kind of want to walk back to Tennessee game. I feel like three and one seems right. I feel like one way or another, they go three and one here. I just, I, they should, but I just don't see a clean sweep out of the South. I think something funny happens on that Thursday night football game. Give me three and one out of the AFC South. Okay.
1: I am less confident in that Colts game, but what pushes me over the edge is it's in San Francisco off their bye week. So I'm liking that one there. I'm not going to waste too much breath on the, uh, Texans or Jags, although it is in Jacksonville, and a one-day disadvantage for the Niners. Sometimes West Coast, East Coast travel can fuck some teams up, but I think that's just a matchup that the Niners will win no matter what. And I really like him. I like the matchup against the Titans as well, despite it being in Tennessee. I think it's just the right matchup for this Niners defense to give them some trouble, and the right matchup for that Niners offense against the the Tennis. I guess we'll see what happens with the Titans secondary. Maybe it's improved, but if it's the same as last year, I think the Niners offense has a lot of success in that game, so I'm going 4-0 with uh, a little skepticism on that Colts game, but I'm going to go 4-0 a little more confidently than you are, partner.
0: Uh, I'll go to 4-0, okay. and I I have about equal concern with the Titans game as I do with the Colts game okay. that you do, so we'll stick we'll stick 4-0, because I, I do think they get that game on Thursday night football, but there's just... Uh, we'll one see. way or another, we'll it's see. a little tentative. All right, okay. but let's keep it moving along. Uh, fourth, or well, not the fourth, the second round of four is the NFC North. Oh, man, I hate always doing this. I hate this so much. Um yeah, this one's tough. Against the Bears, week eight on the road. Um, it is in Chicago. Week eight, we could be getting a little bit chillier, a little bit of wind whipping in through. That might be a defensive game, and... Oh man. I hate myself. I'll give it to the 49ers. Okay. Um, Fuck. But secretly, I really want the bears. Um, Detroit lions. I give them the win there. The Vikings. I will also give them the win over just because that one is in San Francisco. I think it'd be a pretty tightly contested defense game. I just think Zimmer knows Shanahan's offense for some reason. I don't know why, but I, I just get that kind of feeling. So how to, how to at least counter it defensively. So I'll give him the win there too. And then the pack, man, I I really want to give it to the pack. But, man, what we've seen, and I know I'm sure you'll touch on it, just what we've seen the last few years just really freaking scares me. And I'm super high on the pack, but it only being week three at home, the 49ers could very well be 2-0 and and riding a shit ton of momentum. Not, be, yeah. not saying the Green Bay Packers couldn't, but – once again a little less confidently i think it could go 3 and 1 but i'll lock in 4 and 0 oh in really? the nfc north wow Street. okay i i'm
1: honestly teetering on 2 and 2 3 and 1 here but i'm more confidently going 3 and 1 i think they absolutely destroy the lions week 1 we'll talk about that in a little bit betting wise but you know, 3-1, and one. I want to give it to your Bears, honestly, because I like the Bears' defensive matchup against this. I like
0: 3-1. Okay. Son of a bitch. This is so hard. This is a tough one. This is a hard
1: one. But uh, as far as the Bears, I want to give it to the Bears. I really do because I like the defensive matchup for the Bears against this Niners offense. But I'm worried about that Bears offense, regardless of who's at QB. I imagine it'll be Justin Fields at that point, so I like that a little better. Because if it's Andy Dalton at quarterback, it's going to be an absolute massacre. But yeah. if it's Justin Fields, I still am worried about that offensive line against this Niners front seven. So I'm, I'm leaning towards the Niners there, despite it being in Chicago. That Vikings game, I don't know what to expect. I'm I'm leaning three and one one way or another here, partner. And you know, you're right. I I've I said it when we were doing the Packers uh, breakdown, Packers Niners. Even last year with the Niners injury, what the Niners did to us in both games two years ago is just giving me uh, a football PTSD, if you will, not to use that term lightly, obviously. But you know what I'm saying here. They 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 pulled their pants down. I said that. A, few weeks ago but they pulled their pants down twice in uh, in the biggest stages of the nfl and it yeah. still scares me i've got residual yeah. effects from it but i guess i'll say one way or another three and one all
0: right so three and one from the both of us out of the nfc north with me a little bit of a lean to a potential four and zero, oh, but i'm gonna stick back with three and one then the final three, they got the Bengals, the Eagles, and the Falcons, all three that I see them having zero problem with whatsoever. The only one in my mind would be those Falcons, um, but that is in San Francisco in week 15, so I'm not real worried about that. They got the Eagles in week two, so easy money. See you later, sniper. And then uh, week 14, they are in Cincinnati to play the Bengals, but I don't think that's any problem, so I'll give them a 3-0 in the remainder.
1: Yeah, I'm going right there with you. I, I can't really talk myself into the Eagles or the Bengals. And if it was in Atlanta, I think I would still lean to the 49ers. So give me a 3-0. I think they absolutely destroy the Eagles
0: and the Bengals. All right. Well, we're not as uh, – not as but at least one of us isn't as uh, one or high over as we usually are. We're, right. uh, we're a little bit more – a little bit more consistent on what uh, what side you should take if you are either with uh, either one or the both of us and even if you kind of side a little bit more to the 3-1, and 4-0 and kind of splits I discussed there in the uh, AFC South and NFC North. 13-4 and overall record for the Goodness. San Francisco 49ers. Now... Seems that, very optimistic, man. Ooh, yeah. The current season win total set at 10.5. And the one thing about that 10.5 is they had a very low win total last year. And based on the number spread differential of improvement between last year i believe was at six and a half and ten and a half this year that's a top five improvement and teams in the past with the exact same scenario a top five improvement win total season they're only 34 and 64 so right at a 50 percent success rate to actually going over that ten and a half wins or whatever their win total is actually at and most of those teams average about nine and a half wins so It's a little concerning um, that we, too, seem to be just as high on the 49ers as everybody else. Uh, Generally, when you see that in NFL football, it is no bueno, my friend. So, partner, any closing thoughts here on uh, the record predictions before we get into the betting preview? Yeah,
1: closing thoughts. I mean, it does seem
0: optimistic, but if this
1: team is fully healthy and we see somewhat consistent play at quarterback, I don't think it's that crazy, man. Uh, you know, maybe they suffer some tougher losses than we're even giving them in the division because the division is going to be a bloodbath and maybe a couple of these other teams elevate themselves beyond what we expect. But I don't think it's too lofty as long as this team is pretty healthy here.
0: I don't think so either. But, man, once again, I just I never feel confident about no. being with the entire public and everybody in the right. dog. So. We'll see, but to put a cap on the entire schedule breakdown, let's give you some uh, key rest and prep stats. You heard a little bit of it in there uh, throughout some of our predictions, but... They, uh, the 49ers that being, play two opponents that have over a week to prepare for them and three opponents that have less than a week to prepare for them. So an advantage there. And then they also have an advantage in the rest department. Uh, only play two teams uh, that where they are on a rest disadvantage. And then they play four games uh, where they are on a rest advantage. They play two short week road games, though. So a little bit of a hit there. And then they do play one game off of a road Sunday night or Monday night football game. So little bit of a concern as far as the road games and then a little bit of the Monday night splits there. But as far as the rest differentials uh, uh, being prepared for these games, there's not really any questions at all. And that's one thing you don't want to give these 49ers and Shanahan. I can't really speak too much on Mike McDaniels or D'Amico Ryan yet, but hopefully I will be able to very soon as they will be producing shitloads. And I think that uh, some of those key uh, rest differentials are really going to play large for them this year.
1: Yeah, and I mean, we—I you and I talked about it before the pods. D'Amico Ryans, we both have a lot of faith in him. I have been so high on Bob Sala, so maybe a case for us being a little not for us to temper expectations is that maybe D'Amico Ryans isn't Bob Sala. And despite the talent that they have on that, in this defense, they take another step back compared to what they were two years ago. But I, I just don't see it, man. I think there's just that much talent on this defense.
0: I would have to agree with you. Well, that does it. All of the schedule breakdown for the 49ers 2021 season. Let's get into the entire betting preview. Third segment of the day. We'll break it down week by week, give you some future value and then some side plays. We got our eyes on too. First things first, let's go back to 2020 real quick and kind of set the stage here with what we're talking about. In 2020, they had an average line of minus 0.1, so barely a favorite on average, but in 2021, they're favored by by 3.9 points. Now, I talk all the time about that four-point spread. Another red flag that's going off in my mind right there, ladies and gentlemen. So, Again, I'm high on the 49ers, but this concerns me a little bit. They are favored in 14 games, underdogs in two games, and then they got a pick them against the Cardinals in Week 5. So that is the aforementioned game that is played in Arizona. So that pick them, I think Arizona is a very good and safe bet, if I do say so myself. In 2020, they were 7-9 and nine against the number with a 6-10 and straight-up record. 2-6 and six ATS as a favorite and 5-3 and ATS as a dog. At home, they were two and four against the number and one and four straight up. They were zero and three as a home favorite, two and one ATS as a home dog. On the road, they were five and three ATS, five and three straight up, two and one. ATS as an away favorite and three and two against the number as an away dog. Now, I told you they had two neutral site games, kind of when those fires were going on and all that stuff. They were 0-2 ATS and 0-2 and straight up there. They played uh, Buffalo and Arizona. Uh, uh, was... Buffalo and Washington. Buffalo and Washington it was. Uh, lost both of those games and uh, did not go so well for them. So, I think that trend continues here in 2021. As for game totals, they had an average line in 2020 of 47.2. Uh, in 2021, has ticked down some now looks to be some shootouts low scoring defensive shootouts 45.9 they had an eight and eight overall record so nothing i can really tell you about there three and three at home four and four away one and one neutral site five and three to the over as a favorite five and three to the under as a dog so maybe an under team as an underdog a little something to remember there a little over team as a favorite Teasers. I think we should see improvement here, but I think we need to uh, at least see a week or two. What the hell are we actually going to see? But six, seven, and ten point teasers—they held an eight and eight, nine and seven, and nine five and two record. So absolutely disgusting in twenty twenty. I think you should be able to add them back this year, but we'll talk about it uh, here in just a second. The weekly lines—they're a little bit concerning to me. I don't. I don't know all too much. So we got a lot to talk about there as well. Alright, let's get into it. Weekly lines, my friends. First things first, week one against the Detroit Lions in Detroit. They go to meet Motor City Dan Campbell for the first time. They are laying a touchdown and a half, uh, looking to absolutely whoop the Lions. Week two, they are a four point favorite against the Eagles in Philadelphia. Week three, five point favorite against the Packers at home. Not sure that I'm sure that's probably ticked down uh, with the Aaron Rodgers news and all that nonsense coming out as well. Week four, they are three and a half point favorite at home against the Seahawks. And then the aforementioned pick'em in week five against the Cardinals. Week 6, they're by, I already told you that. Week 7, the Sunday night football game against the Indianapolis Colts. They are laying 4.5 points in that game. Week 8, they're laying 4 points in Chicago to the Bears. Week 9, they're 5.5-point favorites at home against the Cardinals. Week 10, they're laying a field goal at home to the Los Angeles Rams. Week 11, they are laying 4 points to the Jaguars at uh in Jaguar. Duval Uh said in Jaguar. In, in Jaguar. Jacksonville. <laughs> that would be. Uh week twelve, minus seven. Against the Vikings, they are laying a touchdown there. And then week 13, the uh, first time that they are an actual real underdog, they are getting a point and a half against the Seattle Seahawks on the road in Seattle. 14, they are getting or are they're laying a field goal and a half against the Bengals on the road. Week 15, they're laying eight and a half against the Falcons at home. So that should be easy peasy breezy. Week 16, they're laying two points against the Titans on the road. Week 17, Almost two full touchdowns, 13.5-point favorites over the (laughs) Houston Texans. And then in week 18, the second time that they're actually underdogs, they are three-point underdogs against the Rams in L.A.
1: Before you continue, week two against the Eagles, four-and-a-half now. Week seven against the Colts, down to three-and-a-half, minus three-and-a-half.
0: Okay. So I talk about it time and time again. The four-and-a-half spread scares me more than any spread in the entire NFL. Okay. And I typically target the underdog in those situations. And more often than not, it hits. But you got to be really careful because it could very easily go the opposite sure. way. But man, oh man, why is it only four against the Eagles? That should be a touchdown. Sure. That should be a touchdown. Sure. So everybody's going to know that and they're going to take that. Uh, so red flag. Um, Why is it only four and a half against the Colts? Ah, eh, defense should shut them down brand new offense that should be at least six uh why is it only four against the bears are we thinking that bears defense is going to be that good or are they really going to improve that much eh. there's just too many question marks for me to have stone cold faith that sure. oh yeah they'll cover that three they'll cover that four in sure. jacksonville they'll cover that three and a half in in cincinnati no problem like I just don't know. And are these so small? Because maybe to go back to a little bit what you said just a minute ago, maybe D'Amico Ryans isn't Bob Sala, and maybe we do see some defensive regression even more from what we saw from 2019 to 2020. Sure. So maybe that's what this means. Okay. Maybe... They get real close to matching that same uh, 7 and 10 ATS record, but they do have a very successful winning season. Okay. That could be very possible, yeah. especially with 4 and 3 spreads, they could be winning eh. by 1, 2 points all season long. That's where my head's at before we get into any game totals and keep it moving along. Barna, what are you thinking about here? Anything jumping off the page? I think pretty similar to you, man. Uh, Before we see anything, at least, if we see
1: something that really sticks out to us and these lines are different, maybe it'll change our tune, but I'm kind of right there with you, especially these division games. If they're favored by more than a field goal in any of these these division games uh, or any of these teams in the NFC West, if they're favored by more than a field goal, I'm probably going to take the other side because there's a good chance that team wins and it's a good chance that game is a field goal game. Same thing with that Colts game and maybe against the Bears as well. So a lot of these, yeah, a lot of these spreads that had their favorite over three points. I think, like you, I think they could have a still successful season, but ATS may be a little mediocre. So we'll see. Week two, you're right. I have no idea why that spread is not higher. That is the biggest question mark, at least on this entire betting schedule. They should absolutely me. obliterate yeah, that offense. they should. They should
0: obliterate it, but I I don't know. One final thing uh, before uh, we keep moving on. Obviously, you're hearing us here be a little tentative to start the season with the 49ers. We got to see a little bit, and it might even be season long. So kind of per both of us, it might be a mediocre ATS season for the 49ers. One thing I did want to mention before we look at some game totals and then go on to the season win totals, some futures here with Garoppolo. Shanahan and this offense are 24 and 9 straight up, Mm -hmm. 18, 14 and 1 ATS. Sure. Without Garoppolo, as if this does not put enough pressure on Trey Lance's shoulders as it is, 7 and 27 straight up, 14 and 20 ATS without Garoppolo. Yikes. So Garoppolo has to stay healthy to start the season. But if he doesn't stay healthy and they have to force Trey Lance into the spotlight and he has one little mistake, I can hear the 49ers fans now. Oh, we traded up for this guy. This is what we had to do. We told you North Dakota State wasn't worth a damn. We told you you only played one year. You can already hear it now. I think you're right. I
1: don't know. Uh, I think uh, not as many fan bases are as uh, vindictive over their uh, top three quarterbacks as Bears fans are. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey, settle on down with all that, get that shit. jab, but, back in there but from I do believe 49ers. But fans no, would I still agree. With awful you. pissy pantsy. Yeah, I still agree. With uh, you. That would be the case, but <laughs> I don't know. We'll see what happens, man. I that that just really concerned me seeing those sure. numbers right there. But as far as uh, some totals go, man, it is going to be I think another eight and eight Caesar. Well, oh, I'm sorry, it can't be that eight and nine. I don't know. Maybe nine and eight because every total is at 45 and a half to 47 and a half. And uh, is that going under? Is that going? Oh, I don't know. Right. Like, and that might be a defensive game and both defenses might not show up. The books are pricing this team exactly right. And you're hearing it from me. You're hearing it from Mags. I think you need to be tentative on the San Francisco 49ers this year. I really, really, really do. We'll talk about the future plays and stuff like that. There's definitely some value, but be careful week to week, yep. especially early. The 49ers might bite your ass. Hey, you heard it here first. Sure. Moving right along. Before we uh, dive deep back into the season win, Total Partner, way too early. Week one pick, not anymore. Only eight days remain. Oh, baby. The San Francisco 49ers go into Detroit to see Motor City Dan Campbell perform in his first head coaching appearance in a regular season game. Do you think Dan Campbell has the juice? To get it done, at least cover the touchdown and a half. Are you happily eating that chalk and laying it with the 49ers who just can't seem to stop whooping your Packers ass? I mean, we beat them last
1: year with the injuries. But nonetheless, aside from our tentative in the early parts of the season. I am not going to be tentative in week one here. I will be hammering the Niners. If the Lions are as bad as we, and I think they are, this is going to be an absolute bloodbath. Last two years, 2019 and even last year, we mentioned it, the Niners swept the Rams and I think that is a large part because Jared Goff, you talk about it, partner, As deer-in-the-headlights look. This 49ers defense is the prime example of a defense that's going to give him that deer-in-the-headlights look. And now you're giving him a significantly worse situation in Detroit And that offense, I was imitating him. Yeah, I couldn't see it. Sorry. (laughs) I think this is going to be an absolute bloodbath. I would bet this, if it was minus 14, I would bet the Niners, maybe i would be a little more tentative, but I really think it's going to be that much of a bloodbath here in week one. Holy bejeebers. um, Which, in week two, might increase that spread against the Eagles, because
0: maybe the Eagles look mediocre, and then maybe we fade the Niners in week two. Quite possibly. Something to think about there. Quite possibly. A little something to think about. But I, too, would have to be on you uh, or, or on the side that you're on. Um, I'm a little concerned. Fuck off. I'm a little <laughs> concerned as to uh, what we see from the Lions, and I don't think they're going to have it put all together. They don't here have a kicker right now. they yeah, that is right. <laughs> I totally forgot about that. So it looks like it might be a little bit of a shit show here, at least for the first couple weeks in uh, – Detroit and yeah, Jared Goff is doing nothing against this San Francisco defense. I can tell you right now, he has not been able to do it over the course of his last four years, so or three years, whatever it is now. No thanks. I'm good on that. I'll take the minus seven and a half. I think they win it by at least two touchdowns. Yep. Faux show. Sure. Moving right along, my friends, on the betting preview. Let's get back into the season win total. I already told you it is set at 10 and a half. The over is at plus 100 under is at minus 120. Partner, give me your opinion here. Obviously, everybody knows we know we are well over at the 13 wins with our record prediction, but we both seem to be a little bit more tentative as we're getting through the betting section here. Are we still hammering the over based off our predictions or based on these lines? Is this something that we need to kind of think about and the top five improvement stat that I gave out a little while ago? I, I'm i struggling here, man. I want to hammer it in.
1: I mean, we gave him 13 wins. I yeah. want to hammer it in. I think the floor would be 10-7 and seven to fall under this, but I I want to hammer it in. I don't know if I'm confident enough because of all the uh, minor little question marks or a combination of all these little question marks, honestly, whether it's yeah. Jimmy G, uh, no Bob Sala. I don't know. I, I might have to stay away despite, bite me really thinking that this team is still going to be really damn good so maybe i'll talk
0: myself into it but i suppose i'm staying away i think so too man and that really fucking sucks but i i think it's the smart play because everybody is on the over you can already find boost in sportsbooks left right and center for the 49ers over that hey another (laughs) red flag ladies and gentlemen red siren whatever you want I think it's a stay away. And you know, I was gonna follow it up with like, ah, there's no fucking way I see the 49ers going nine and eight. That's fucking stupid. Well then I just kind of flicked back through the schedule as you were talking, and I was like, You know, they could shoot themselves in the foot more times than they not. Could. And there's a lot more red being difficulty than green on their schedule. So Well, it, <sighs> I'm, I'm very interested to see what happens. I don't know. I'm going to stay away from it as well. The over plus 100, I mean, when we chalked out 32 or 32 13 wins and we're still tentative on taking the I over know, plus man. 100. I'm sorry if you guys have already hammered in the over on the 49ers cuz you've been listening to everybody else, but I think this takes a little bit of brains and a little bit of hey, let's uh let's assess the situation here before yeah. we dive deep into that.
1: I I am just I'm still not Feeling good about staying away. I feel like one way or another, I'm gonna look really stupid. Like if I stay away, the Niners are gonna win 13 games. I'm gonna look stupid if I hammer the over. Jimmy G is gonna look terrible, and they're gonna be nine and eight, and I'm gonna feel just as dumb. So I don't know, man. I don't like it. I don't like it one bit.
0: I'm uh, I'm worried over here. Dun, 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 dun. Not really uh, NFL-related, but uh, Clint Capella coming back to the Atlanta Hawks, our team to fucking back, left, right, and center. Two Uh, years, 46. uh, Yeah, two years, 46 million per woes woes bomb on this Wednesday morning. Uh, So, yeah, there you go. Clint Capella coming Um, back. That's pretty sweet.
1: Minor NFL news. Saints-Packers week one is apparently going to be played in Jacksonville. Packers Saints? Yeah, because of the a hurricane going on right now. They gotta oh. move that game. But apparently they chose Jacksonville as the week one. Hey, side. while we're
0: on that, T's and P's, if we yes. have any uh listeners out there, I know we got uh some people we look up to that live out in the area. So hey, Ts and P's to you guys out there, stay safe. We'll yep. see you on the other side. Fuck Mother Nature sometimes, huh? That's that's what we got to say. So uh, that all being said, let's keep it moving right along. Uh, You know, got to throw in that uh, Chicago accent every once in a while there, huh? What do you say, huh? All right, so keep it moving right along. Make or miss the playoffs. Um, You know, if they don't get 10 wins, they're going to miss the playoffs. So that kind of brings us full circle back around to the win total again. Yes, to make the playoffs, minus 205. No, plus 164. That's you're not eating that chalk to say yes, no. but you're also very tentative on the over plus a hundred. So I don't know. Man. This is all a clusterfuck and a half. I don't know if we see defensive regression because of some of the question marks we have with D'Amico Ryans. I don't know if maybe potentially Kyle Shanahan is just not the offensive mind. We thought he was sorry. I didn't mean to say it, but I, I don't know something, something has to happen here. Something yeah. has to happen. I'm, I'm high on him. I think they have a great year. I think they have a bounce back year. But maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. So we'll for now, we're going to stay away from all of that action. But you can take a little bit of a look at some of the division conference Super Bowl value. Sure. Now, as far as the division goes, plus 190. They are first in the mm-hmm. NFC West. So again, the books are giving you that value. There you go. First in the NFC West. Take this, too, on top of your plus 100 over 10.5 ticket. Uh, you know, it, it, you just keep right. adding on to it. Keep paying us. I don't know. I think it has value, but I think any damn team in the NFC West can win in the NFC West.
1: Yeah, I I mean, I don't hate that ticket, but if you're really still high on the Niners, I would suggest going the over 10.5. They could have won 11 and 12 games and still not win that division. That is
0: very, very true. Now for the NFC Conference winner, obviously uh, I got the old Rams. Uh, them, them be my boys. So I am not uh, going to say anything about the 49ers here. You think there's any value there?
1: Uh, I mean, I think there's a world in which they could be this team, no question about it. If everything works out perfectly, but I have to imagine at least one thing isn't going to be 100 percent perfect. So I'm going to stay away. Obviously, uh, you know, I'm interested in my pack. I'm interested in the Rams. You got the, you got the Tampa Bay Bucks once again. I think it's just too crowded to uh even hammer in one of these nfc winners honestly
0: yeah nfc winner for the uh 49ers is at plus 652 by the way that's currently third and then super bowl 56 plus 1400 that is at sixth right now so books are high 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 on the 49ers as well same as the public and we might be the first voices that you've heard to this point saying ho 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 let's uh Swip him them reins back just a second, be a little tentative here to start the season, and maybe not uh, rip in every future play that everybody else is. Yep. That all being said, few side bets we did see a little value on. Uh, Two here, actually, from one player that has a little bit of value. Sure. Mr. Nick Bosa coming back after that ACL injury last year. He is plus 1,400 to win Comeback Player of the Year. Now, you know my guy is Dak Prescott for mm-hmm. that award. But I could definitely see a path for Nick Bosa to do it if he puts up fifteen to twenty sacks and does all kinds of crazy stuff. But I think this is going to be a very good statistical defense. Not, maybe not a very good statistical player sure. defense. So maybe across the board, at least at level, you're, yeah, yeah. Across the board, maybe guys don't have the highest numbers that you need for these awards. But a, a, like across the board, across yeah. the board, they are good as a defense. Defensive player of the year, though, plus 1100, right around that same Chase Young mark, so maybe, but I'm sticking with my boy Chase Young. He still looks so damn good in Washington. They kept him bubble-wrapped in the preseason. I am so ready to see him wreak havoc this year, so I'm still hammering that in, but definitely Nick Bosa worth a look, maybe a little uh, half unit sprinkle on the side of that.
1: For sure. At first, when I was looking at this, you know, 1100 then 1400 for comeback, I was like, wait, if he's defensive player of the year, he's got to be comeback player of the year, right? And then I was like, "Ah, I guess not. I mean, you got some guys like Dak or Mm -hmm. Saquon that could put up ridiculous numbers. But uh, yeah, all in all, I'm right there with you with either Chase Young or Miles Garrett on my side of things. But as we say, I do believe the path is there for potentially both of these picks.
0: Show enough, my friend. So if the path is there, maybe just a little bit of a sprinkle. Maybe. Just something for you to think about but that is all the value that we have and advice that we have for you guys for the 49ers betting wise going into uh, 2021 here now obviously we'll uh, have some insights and analysis on them as the uh, season rolls along and you might see them in our bet slips from time to time so if you do Definitely hammer them in because uh, you heard us be really tentative here today. So that is probably a spot we really, really like them in. So definitely something to think about there. But let's close this season preview for the 49ers out with the fourth and final segment of the day. Start, stash, or pass. Our best fantasy advice partner. Let's go rapid fire here. Quarterback room. Trey Lance, Jimmy Garoppolo, Jimmy Garoppolo getting the week one start. If you get your hands on them, or if you uh, potentially, yeah, if you get your hands on them in your upcoming draft, are you starting them or stashing them, or are you not targeting them in your draft and passing on them all together? All righty.
1: So, Jimmy G, I think I'm going to pass on him all together. I think, you know, certain weeks he might have some value, but I think he's just been too inconsistent even when he has been in there the last few years. So I'm going to pass on him and I'm also, for a dynasty, I'm absolutely going to take Trey Lance. He's going to be the starting quarterback eventually here, but in a redraft, I'm going to pass on him. Not to say that if he does play and get the starting role that he won't have value. I just don't know when we would see him and I don't think we're going to see like, you know, ridiculous top five quarterback and fantasy type value. So for that reason, I'm just not going to waste a draft spot on him. I'm probably going to be looking for two quarterbacks that uh, I know what i'm gonna get from them right from the jump and throughout the season so for the most part i don't hate these guys but i'll pass on them
0: i uh i agree with you as well yeah i just don't i don't know if uh jimmy can stay healthy and then if trey does officially come in what week and how effective Mm -hmm. and you don't want to have that many question marks especially at the quarterback position going into a fantasy season so i too will pass on them all together if other people are in the same mindset, maybe I'll scoop up Trey for potential yeah, maybe. dynasty or a stash. He breaks out halfway through the season, but to start it off, skipping on both passing on both quarterbacks. Running back room, you have, looks like, projected RB1 Raheem Mostert, and then backed up by Trey Sermon. Partner, once again, are you starting, stashing, or passing the fellas in this 49ers running back room?
1: I'll pass on Trey Sermon. Don't know. uh, I don't think we see too much fantasy value from him this year. Down the road, maybe, but Raheem Mostert, I actually would be interested in him. I'm actually not quite certain where he's going in drafts, but kind of like I said earlier, they let go Jarek McKinnon and Tevin Coleman, so without that crowded backfield, I mean, even when He was healthy. He was putting up some solid numbers from time to time. Mm. Had a 12.5 average last year. I think that goes up as long as he obviously stays in there. So I will absolutely start him. High ceiling. um, So I don't want to overdraft him because the floor is still pretty mediocre. So I'm not taking him the first couple of rounds. But third round and on, I'm definitely looking for him. All
0: right. Well, I would have to be kind of in the same breath as you on that one. i put him in the RB2 tier for sure with uh, just... I don't know, I'm not as high as my partner on the being the money backfield, being the reason he didn't produce from week to week, but I do think it definitely factored into it. And when he was healthy and trucking, yes, he did put up a solid amount of uh, points. So the flex floor is definitely still present, sure. but I think he has way more of an RB2 ceiling this year with that backfield being a little more cleared up, and I too will pass on Trey Sermon. If he's sticking around, I'll take a stash on him as well, maybe dynasty purposes, but one thing you guys got to think about, I said it earlier on in the show, he ranked in the top 30 of running backs uh, when he was in the open field after the line of scrimmage. But when he was contacted at or before the line of scrimmage, he ranked in the top 30. 110th percentile So right, or not percentile that would be the opposite but he was uh, 108 out of something
1: so right so I think you know sorry to cut you off but I think he'll have some impacts
0: here and there they'll find ways to use him but as far as fantasy I don't think the value's there absolutely definitely not value there fantasy wise keep it moving keep it grooving wide receiver room you got mainly Debo Samuel Brandon Ayuk, and Muhammad Sanu maybe we see a little bit from Richie James every once in a while here or there partner or you start stashing or passing on this wide receiver room
1: I'm gonna pass on Muhammad Sanu he just has not done it fantasy wise for anybody the last couple of years so I'm not uh, I don't have too many high hopes there other two guys though Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel I will absolutely take I'm not sure quite what we see from Debo this year. He had an 11.5 average last year, so I think it could be right around there, if not a little higher. But sure. I mentioned it earlier, Brandon Ayuk is a big old, not a sleeper as far as legit fantasy terms are, but as far as a sleeper to be an actual breakout mm. potential star. Uh, so I am going to scoop up Brandon Ayuk. He had a 15.4 average last year when he was healthy, so that's pretty damn good in mm-hmm. itself. So if there's anywhere right around there or an improvement, he is going to be a big old asset, and uh, depending on where you get him in a draft, he could be someone that elevates your team
0: this is where i will buy into the hype of the 49ers and yeah. i will buy into the hype of brandon iuk i to uh, put him in that potential wide receiver one category i'll stick him in the wide receiver two for now with definitely the potential to break out um i wouldn't obviously draft him in the Devontes and the julios and stuff like that but he could definitely make a name for himself this year debo i'd put in the wide receiver three flex category some weeks he's going to get you huge points massive yards massive amount of touchdowns then the next week he's going to have a catch for eight yards and no touchdowns and you're going to start him in your wide receiver two spot because you were so high on him right Can you tell that happened to me before? Don't do it, my friends. Don't do it. And then also I'll pass on Muhammad Sanu, no question about it. Uh, Just really, like you said, partner, hasn't been able to get it done fantasy-wise for the last few years. So there is our thoughts there. And then as far as the tight ends go, uh, you have, you know, George Kittle, uh, obviously probably not going to be around when me or you target uh, tight ends. Uh, He'll probably – Pretty early off the board. I would say he goes within the top 20 players. It's kind of looking like uh, what it's going to be projected at. People are drafting him really high and see the value in him if uh anything does happen to him uh, i do uh do apologize for mentioning anything about that there uh it looks like they do have a few guys ross dwelly is still around so he could potentially be a handcuff um or even from week to week maybe do a little bit here he's coming in for his fifth full season now as well they got charlie warner too and he did a little bit of work as well so they're returning the same uh three guys in that rotation so if anything does happen they should be okay um backing that up so definitely Target Kittle, but I don't think I'm going to be able to get my hands on him at all. Okay, I don't
1: think so either, but I mean, yeah, I can't add too much else. My my tight end strategy might be a little different this year just because of the, the drop-off after those top three, four guys. I don't know, but like you said, I think he's going a little too high, and there's going to be a lot of wide receivers and running backs that are still very, very, very tasty looking, and I might scoop that bump instead.
0: I agree. Kickers are people too. Are we taking robbie good is gold in our uh
1: kicker spot yeah man i'll take robbie gold i've had him a couple times since he's been in san francisco obviously you've got a special plate or he's got a special place in your heart but uh ever since he left chicago i've been uh, much happier that he's not in chicago and uh, i've had him a couple times so i'll absolutely take him again
0: we might add a super bowl if it was if, if we didn't send that man pack either way I'll never be able to live down the double doink as many Bears fans, and I'll also never be able to let go of Robbie Good as gold. so I, too, any opportunity I can get, give me him on my fantasy team. I love the old dog, and uh, he still lives around the area from time to time so. when he's not in main season. Because uh, I
1: think he wanted to come back to Chicago, if I'm not mistaken, right? Yeah, he, right? he
0: actually uh, lives about 10 minutes away from the, yeah. uh, the production studio, <laughs> right. so we have a buddy who used to deliver pizzas to yeah. him back in the day in high school. So definitely special place in our hearts for sure. The defense, the 49ers, defense, the Bay Bombers. Um, you know, I think they got some solid fantasy value, yeah. no question about it. I would definitely rank them in the top 10. They might even get into the top five this year. But you got to also maybe think about D'Amico Ryan's new DC or some of the things that we're talking about going to come to fruition I don't know, but I don't think they average less than seven points uh, per game this season. So I would definitely pick them up if you're uh, ready to fill that defensive spot, them being the 49ers.
1: Yep. Can't add too much there. I think they'll be top 10 this year. They're number 13 last year, despite the issues. So I definitely don't see any drop off in that rank. So I think they're definitely going to have some value this year.
0: All right, well, there is start, stash, or pass every positional grouping you could possibly want the fantasy advice of for the San Francisco 49ers. And with that, all four segments of the Talkin' the Line podcast, episode number 115, 26 NFL Special Edition, San Francisco 49ers, is complete. But oh, not really. Not all the way. Because we got to send those Bay Bombers on about their 2021 seasons the only way we know how. So without further ado, to Kyle Shanahan, Mike McDaniels, D'Amico Ryans, and everyone within the San Francisco 49ers organization, every offensive player, defensive player, special teams player, can't forget about you guys, or anyone I might have left out, We wish you the best of luck in your 2021 seasons. Give them hell, boys, and Godspeed. Godspeed. All right, so that does it. San Francisco 49ers season preview, 15 minutes ahead of the end of the show, so absolutely perfect timing as we uh, usually are on here. So... Let's kick off a little bit of banter, a little bit of nonsense, a little bit of updates, whatever we got going on. The uh, TTL after hours, if you will. You know, I hey, hey, Wim, maybe we make a little after minutes, a little uh, after minutes, <laughs> after hours, a little, little something, something going on there. But for now, before we dive into the nitty gritty, partner, anything burning on the brain, melting on the heart, festering on the soul, you have been dying to get out to the kind folks that joined us on episode number 115 of the talking the Line podcast on this beautiful September 1st. 20, 21. So I don't have anything crazy today.
1: Ah, Nothing crazy, but I do have a little bit on the 49ers. I had to bring something. Uh, Just some division records uh, against their division opponents. 32-27 all-time versus the Cards. 73-67 all-time versus the Rams. And despite their rivalry with the Seahawks, uh, quickly rising as one of the better rivalries in the NFL, they are still only 17 and 28 against these Seahawks. And now you say that number is significantly lower than the other two. Why is that? Because you know we people don't talk about it too much, but uh, the current division alignment has not always been this current division alignment. The mm. Seattle Seahawks actually used to be in the AFC West. They came around 1980s to the NFC West. Oddly enough, the Atlanta Falcons actually used to be in the NFC West with the Cardinals and the Falcons and the Rams. That's like the Big Ten. It is bizarre. They are 47-32 and all-time versus the Falcons. So much more games against the Seahawks. Whoa! I mean, the NFC North actually used to be the NFC Central. Tampa was in our division. It was just a whole cluster. Weird, weird things. And now, obviously, everything is, uh, I would say, about uh, where it needs to be. But, Mm -hmm. yeah, Falcons, for whatever bizarre reason used to be in the nfc west but uh really that's about all i got today nothing crazy on the niners here
0: all right well hey you heard it here first uh why in the world do the 49ers have such a shit record against the seahawks well hey the seahawks didn't used to be a team in the nfc west they were over yonder in the afc the american football conference mm-hmm. but then they slid on over to the national that all being said thank you for your sidebar partner of course knowledge you may not find anywhere else live and in prime time all right what do we got? What do we got? I uh, already talked about it. Top of the show. Uh, obviously, I have my motivation minutes coming. Don't worry. That'll be here in just a second. But uh, top of the show, we talked about Friday's episode, September the Thoid. Uh, we have CFB, college football special show uh we'll talk about it a little bit we might have it uh Colts picks our max picks and moneyline dice roll who knows we might be on a lot of the same stuff i've already picked out six games um that i either like spread total or both on for tomorrow's action i um, already doing some research on that so if you needed to question at all how into college football and nfl we are already doing research already picking out plays so i think we'll have some stuff locked in uh for that definitely tomorrow and then i'll be looking forward through friday too yeah
1: and college football man especially the early of the season early first couple of weeks of the season really takes a nice little microscope as to picking out these games Mm. because there's so much turnover in college football last year was a goofy goofy year where half the teams played six games half the teams played 10 Mm. so this year especially early on in the season Really got to use a nice little big old magnifying glass. And, hey. Yes, you do. We did start off nicely here in week zero this past week, sir. We
0: did, sir. And uh, that actually kind of played into my Jacksonville State stats um, and some, or my Jacksonville State play. Some of the stats that I uh, actually was seeing, the quarterback for Jacksonville State has over half the yards with under a quarter of the attempts. 66% completion to 54% completion for him. That's dominant. Now, the running back splits are not as severe as far as yardage goes. It's about an 800, uh, about 900 for UAB to about 300 for JVSU. But once again, in less, more than a quarter of the snaps or attempts. So I kind of did the basic math. And if they stay on track, JVSU obviously had some COVID issues. They didn't play much of last season. So... If they stay on track to that same numbers, which it looks like they should, and they were very good against FBS teams last year, 2-0 and ATS, in their last six games overall, 4-2 and as a double-digit favorite, or a uh, dog ATS. Make sure you know that as well. I love Jacksonville State here today. I- I'm going to be beating the hammer on the Gamecocks this afternoon. So are you
1: sprinkling, we talked about, are you actually sprinkling money line? About plus oh, 5. 50. Yeah.
0: I'm fucking up I don't hate it. it. Plus 16.5, mm-hmm. under 51. Half a unit sprinkle on the money line. Okay. I'm a fucking degenerate. I'm
1: sorry. So I got it plus seventeen at minus one fifteen. I, I picked up a little half unit. DraftKings had it minus one fifteen. Let it keep taking up. Let
0: it but keep uh
1: up. I like you on the money line there. I'm gonna stay away from it because uh, you know, UAB looks like they still should be pretty solid. They were a good team last year. They did lose some good pieces. Yeah, I just think it's gonna be a real close game. Jacksonville State is a damn good FCS team, could easily be in the same it's uh that real same type game. of conference as uh what UAB is in. Unbelievable turnaround from UAB didn't have a program or they paused their program a few yeah. years ago so uh yeah, great stuff there i think they'll have a solid season but that plus 16 and a half 17 i think the old gamecocks cover that uh
0: Easy. and make it
1: a single digit game
0: yeah i think this is going to be hey fbs fcs far from typical week one first game matchup mm. let's show you what we're both sure. about and i think it's going they're, they're heavyweights with their respective conferences sure. and where they're at so I, too, think this could be a slugfest and a half, but a, a very defensive slugfest yeah. at that.
1: Another thing I read this morning before we went on air, um, there's like a weird, not a weird, it's actually like an interesting connection between the head coaches. They used to actually, uh, UAB's coach was Jacksonville State's coach for a minute, and they coached together. They've been uh-huh. friends for a long time. So okay. know each other well. Could be a okay. uh, very, very close game. Might have some gimmicky stuff to throw them off the scent, but uh, yeah, these guys are familiar with each other. I was interested
0: to see that. Damn, we might have a college football game and a half tonight. It's on ESPN, man. The Blazers man. and the Cox. I'm getting excited
1: for the this Blazers game. The Blazers and
0: the Cox might have a game Ugh. and a half now. Just hey, just so you know, make sure. to nice check out ESPN.
1: Nice little snack before this Thursday, Friday, Saturday college football Ooh.
0: feast that we're about to have. Frenzy is the correct feast, word frenzy. you meant to use. Holy shit is yep, it loaded. The rest of this week, college football wise. I don't even know (laughs) where to begin. So I can't wait to be bringing that, you guys, all of that. All that brings us back full circle to Friday's episode being a college football special show. Then uh, we will be back to the NFL special edition starting on Monday. Monday through Wednesday, so the 6th through the 8th, we will uh, be doing the final three NFL special editions, wrapping everything up on September the 8th with the Washington football team. Now, if you are a member of the TTL faithful, you know anything else, We are also dropping our newest podcast um, on September the 8th. It is called Wise Words. We will be connecting you with the sharpest, brightest, most electric nuclear power plant minds in all of the sports gambling industry. I actually had a 45-minute conversation last night with our uh, guest for our first show. Not going to tell you guys. You guys are going to have to find out. You're just going to have to stick around and wait. But let me tell you something. This man is a nuclear facility. He does nothing but produce electricity at an atomic level. Yeah. I thought I knew about this uh, person before. Uh, this guy before. I guess I already said he. So, yeah, I thought I knew about this guy before. Oh, no. I had no idea. No. And I have even gained more respect and more love for this gentleman. I cannot wait to uh share this newfound relationship with you guys bring this to the table i cannot wait to have well, you in there with me yeah, i seriously. am so excited to bring this show to you guys i can't tell you
1: and i mean you said he's an electric factory he is an absolute factory as far as his gambling knowledge is concerned yes, all sir. the same as yes, his sir. personality so i'm excited in both both uh senses here yes coming sir
0: up. so if i you know what i give you a little bit of a hint there uh the his uh his title i suppose you could say or he's not necessarily a title because that'll give everything away if i get sure. a few of it but he is one of the nation's leading sports handicappers he is the man much like i say after we get done having a conversation with him. You might just want to change your name to his first name, or maybe your firstborn child, because he's gonna help you rack in so much money, and us too, that we're not even gonna be able to fucking explain it. I right. can't even tell you. And the other great part about this is a lot of these guys, you know, we we like to say we're not suits, mm-hmm. and some of these guys are suits, and it's it's funny. We we tell them that like they they know we're wide open, they know we're sure. we're more relaxed and stuff. So this gives them the opportunity to unbutton the, the collar a little right. bit, let down the tie, and <laughs> hey, we're real life human beings mm-hmm. too and we have the same passion, share the same passions that you guys and this is how we got into it. This is why we do what we do. All encompassing wise words, my friend. Uh, friends, I cannot wait to bring this to you. Uh, we have some uh, big announcements that'll be coming up in in regards to that around the corner, so just so you guys know it will be a podcast um available on all major platforms so just like ttl is available uh on uh, audio podcast directories now you'll be able to find wise words just the same and then uh we'll go ahead on the playlist here just like you can find the ttl pod in the playlist we'll throw the wise words podcast playlist there too as it will be a video version now it won't be live like the daily show it will be pre-recorded um because obviously just trying to schedule all of this and not having a team <clears throat> just being me and mags a lot easier to pre-record this yeah. stuff so we'll pre-record it and then we obviously will release it on uh whatever given wednesday that is again first episode september the 8th coming right around the bend i cannot wait to bring it to i you can't guys. wait either so there's all that update uh you have everything wise words wise uh Wise Words Wise. How about that? Wise words wise. Um there you won't be able to find anything um in the way of kind of on a directory or anything yet. I uh, want to get kind of a trailer and everything put out for you guys too, so make sure you stay tuned for that. We um I guess hell of a time to remind you at the bare minimum just follow us on Twitter at talking the line. Um we'll put out all the updates, all the stuff in regards to Wise Words. We'll have some graphics, we'll have some different stuff uh, and then also We may or may not, who the hell's to say, what the fuck do I know at the end of the day, but since we do have some of the sharpest minds in the sports gambling industry coming on wise words, you know, maybe once in a while, these guys hammer in, or gals, or gals, hammer in some bets. A couple of them have already agreed to say, hey, you're so kind to share us with your audience. be so kind to share some free picks with you and some analysis so you might even see the ttl crew floating around with our guest on twitter with some live pick clips and stuff like that to hype up the episode for the upcoming week so cannot wait to bring this shit to you oh my gosh i uh i there was a lot of still kind of question marks going into yesterday that we needed to get tied up and everything's pretty much tied up so i wanted to kind of let the cat fully out of the bag for you guys but Not all the way yet. You don't know exactly who it's going to be and all the ins and outs. But let me tell you, we are tweaking, doing. It's all looking great. That all being said, uh, about time to get into the motivation minutes. Got a short one here for you today. Real nice, easy, simple. Get you uh, hyped up, pumped up, inspirationized, motivationized into your Wednesday. But before we do... Quick reminder, make sure you uh, check out that link tree in the episode's description down there. Uh, You'll find TalkingTheLine.com website, all of our platforms on social media, and then also all of our additional content. Consume it all however, whenever you please, all in one convenient location listed out nice and simple for you. Not to mention, if you got the Action Network app, I already told you this at the beginning of the show, if you had just tuned in or just stopped by, follow us at cash underscore with underscore Colt, Riley at rmags, and then the Talking the Line best bets at Talking the Line. But if you do not have the Action Network app, you can always find all of our daily best bets and more on TalkingTheLine.com. Outside of that, I already said it, but at the bare minimum, if you do none of that, you say, Colt, you're dumb, I'm not listening to anything you're saying, just follow us on Twitter, that's where we're always updated that's where we always see everything and always put out all of our information maybe you don't have twitter check us out on instagram at talking underscore the underscore line my uh main man over here does a damn good job of making the studio will get reconnected i don't know exactly why we had just a complete lapse in everything it does believe that everything should be back to go i hope that you guys aren't uh having too much of a uh, video delay audio delay all this shit youtube oh look like we're good YouTube's trying to shut us down they don't want you to get motivated Not today YouTube. they don't want you to have inspiration they want to keep the negativity in this world <laughs> and I say bullshit I'm bringing the positivity I'm laying it down crank your damn speakers up and get ready to have it absolutely blasted through the airwaves <laughs> ladies and gentlemen it's time for my motivation minutes ain't nothing gonna stand in my way boys and girls we hey 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 you see that uh, that rock we just walked around? Now we're going to let it go back behind us and we're mm-hmm. not going to worry about trying to see what would happen if that would have tripped us up. But we also, hey, we ain't going to look in the future. We're not worried about what might happen. We're right here and now. We're worried about Colts Motivation Minutes. Now, obviously, a few things that I just said there were kind of a play on words from uh, Monday and sure Tuesday's enough. episodes. If you didn't watch, I suggest you go back and watch, uh, talking about don't let it, let things in your past trip you up, and then also don't worry about getting to your future, just go. Well, today I wanted to kind of flip the script entirely. Uh, this was a little something that I found. I found a quote, and uh, it was through watching a few videos and kind of formulating some ideas. And... You know, it's surprising where this quote comes from, but it is extremely, extremely powerful. And you might actually kind of put two and two together once I tell you. So the message today is being careful on who you choose to associate with, who you would choose to call your friend. It is very, 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 very easy to want to be the life of the party to want to be everybody's acquaintance, to want to be, not know a stranger. But I'm here to tell you that's not necessarily always the best thing to do. Think about maybe that group of people, because we all have them. I've cut out a lot of them in my life because I've gotten really good at practicing this, but I used to have a lot of groups like this. Think about those groups that... You wouldn't really call friends, but you wouldn't really call acquaintances, but they're there, yada, 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 yada. Or maybe you call them friends. But let me ask you this question. If you, or maybe not if you, can you? Can you go to them and tell them something bad that's going on in your life and not worry about judgment? Not worry about them cutting you off halfway through your story to tell you something bad that happened about them that's ten times worse than what they're telling you right now. Or, even better, cut you off halfway through to tell you about something bad that happened to somebody else that they know that's ten times worse than what you're saying. You know people like that? Are those those people in your group? Or when you say something bad happens to you, do they stop? Do they shut up? And Do they just listen? Do they let you say your piece and then give you some advice on how to start overcoming those things? Or do they just tell you all about them and what they know and how they face difficulty too? And on the flip side of that coin, when good things happen, can you run to this group of people and say, Oh my gosh, I am so excited. I just did this. We just created Wise Words. We got a brand new show. Oh my gosh. Or are you a little tentative and... Maybe I shouldn't tell those people that. Maybe they'll tell the wrong person. Or maybe they'll construe my words. Or maybe I don't want to tell them that because it'll start drama within the group. And they'll start thinking that I'm better than, I think I'm better than everybody else. I don't want to do that. Do you have those thoughts? Because if so, those aren't your friends. Hell, those aren't even your acquaintances. Those are people that do not need to be in your life. And I've had a lot of people look at me time and time again when I've shared this same exact message with them. And tell me i'm crazy tell me ah we all need people in this life we all need groups and we all have to go out and be social bs i can count the people that i would lay down my life for this guy being one of them on my hand and i'm just fine with that and the quote i wanted to share with you today as we bring it full circle is from a man that my great-grandfather actually used to play cards with in the beautiful city of Chicago, the legendary Al Capone. And he said one time, I'd rather have four quarters than 100 pennies. Let that sink in. Would you rather have four solid badass, same wavelength, high value, high priority, energy driven individuals in your corner or would you rather have a hundred so-sos? Maybe they'll help. Maybe they'll get me a little something. Not even worth a full dollar, (laughs) a tenth of a dollar kind of people. Do you surround yourself... Not a tenth, a hundredth. Do you surround yourself with the hundredth of a dollar kind of people? Or would you rather surround yourself with the upper echelon and it's got to be a little bit smaller group? So once again, the legendary Al Capone. I'd rather have four quarters than a hundred pennies. And in summary, my friends... But we get you guys on about your day, this is extremely, extremely, extremely important. Who you surround yourself is who you become. Who you surround yourself with is who you become. It, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. There's no, oh, I, I, I can still be myself. No. It, it, it's, it's how it happens. You, you become the energy that you surround yourself with. It is just how it happens. So if you're struggling in life, if you're failing to meet your goals, if you feel like you're spinning the wheels in the daily monotony, and you've looked at yourself and corrected what you can be doing wrong, you've looked at every possible thing that you could do to fix your situation, maybe look about who you're surrounding yourself with and what are they doing to help you fix your situation. Because at the end of the day, if you think about it, what all are you doing for them? For what in return? Now, I'm not saying you should keep tabs. I'm always saying that you should give without remembering and receive without forgetting. Absolutely. But to the right group of people. Don't give your hard-earned time, energy, dreams, aspirations, finances, whatever the case might be to those who do not have your best interest at heart. Surround yourself with those people who want the best out of the best version of you. And that's when you will truly start to be successful. So one more time, I'd rather have four quarters than 100 pennies. And that does it for my motivation minutes of the day
1: good stuff my man. I mean the main thing that I will add that uh yeah I mean you basically mentioned it but if those people those groups of people that uh that you're kind of mentioning if uh if you find yourself changing how you act around them that's an even bigger red flag. Uh and that might be an easier way to realize that you shouldn't be in those groups, but I figured I should add that because if you're acting if you're not yourself around certain people then that should be the uh, your first clue that
0: you're not in the right groups. Yeah, if you feel like you have to put a mask on, that's how I always yeah, like that's to good put point. it. If you feel like like you have to go into a situation and put a mask on of who you are. And as you get out of that room or that situation, you can go, oh, I could be myself. Stop doing that to yourself. Stop. Right. Stop putting yourself in that situation. And that goes back to choosing your own happiness. That can be your job that you have to put a mask on for. That can be your relationship you have to put a mask on for. That could be other relationships because of your relationship you have to put a mask on for. Hey, I'm here to tell you, just because you're dating somebody or married to someone, whatever the case is, you don't have to be friends with their friends. <laughs> like it, it it, it, doesn't have to, like, you can be, co- but you don't have to be friends with their friends. And that can be a normal thing. It can be okay. Sometimes we just don't gel with other people. So just something to think about. Choose your own happiness And be very careful about who you choose to make your circle because that circle is the energy that will continue to pull in and the circle will only get bigger and bigger of that same energy. Do you want it positive or do you want it negative? I know where I lie. And that officially does it for my motivation minutes of the day. Good stuff. All right, my friends, let's send you guys on about your Wednesdays. The only way we know how I see nothing left here to accomplish on this beautiful Wednesday. Do have a little bit of a fantasy life uh, thingy here. Oh,
1: Mr. Tim Anderson on the 10-day IL. Ooh, ouchy,
0: kapouchy. Hamstring, hey, just getting our boys right for October, baby. Uh, Hey, that uh, doesn't ever sound good to me, a little hamstring on your shorty stop. But hey, he he did look pretty pretty swolled up if i do say so myself he was about 10 feet in front of me three days ago so yeah uh, that's true he was uh he was looking pretty damn good but i was gonna say uh, if if uh, if
1: the playoffs were today i think he'd be there sure enough
0: i think he would be too either way there you have it all from the resident white Sox fan south sider himself for now my friends and until tomorrow When we meet you all again around the bend for the 27th NFL Special Edition with the 12th man, the Seattle Seahawks. My partner just said it. We'll have another loaded show for you, and then we will only have four remaining after that. Only four. Remember, Friday, college football special episode as well so make sure you stay locked in for that
1: i'm sure we'll have some picks tomorrow so stick around all the way through as
0: well i'm sure we will too make sure you stick around to the very end of the show if you don't usually you'll get some additional value and some stone cold locks and you best believe i've already said it before but we are going to be cashing so many damn gridiron tickets you are going to want to change your firstborn children's name to colton riley it's just how it's gonna go down. Or Riley Colton. I like Riley Colton better. Sorry, I feel, I I, feel I, Riley <laughs> Colton is a little bit better. Riley Colton is a little bit. It kind so of man. flows. Riley Colton. Hey, you want to name your firstborn child Riley Colton? I suggest you tune in because we're gonna be cashing tickets. But for now, my friends, and until we see you around the bend. <laughs> is on that, every- conceited of me to say I like my own name better. <laughs> is that
1: conceited? Maybe a little
0: bit. Fuck. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Either way, I knew that's where you were gonna go, just knowing you. Yeah. Either way. For now, and until we see you back around uh, tomorrow's bend on episode number 116, the Seattle Seahawks NFL Special Edition, the 27th NFL Special Edition, we're going to send you on your way. Ladies and gentlemen, degenerates, gamblers, San Francisco 49ers fans, fans of the NFL Shield, NFL betters, fantasy football players, anybody I may have forgotten about or left out, Four and wide for myself and Mags. Thank you so much for choosing to stop by the Talking the Line podcast today. We cannot tell you how much we appreciate all of your support and your following. Hey, be a friend tell a friend let's start bankrupting in these sports books together nobody is off limits tell your brothers tell your sisters your aunts your uncles your neighbor's third cousin's brother everybody is welcome at talk in the line sports media whether you are a first time better or the daily degenerate we will always give you the best insights and analysis we have so for now We hope you have a spectacular rest of your Wednesday, unless you have other plans. Make sure you check out those best bets of the day. We'll see you at the pay window so you soon can say with us, let's cash some tickets.